Welcome back to the studio with your favorite uncongesteticians. My name is Alyssa. And I'm Christy. And today we have a very special guest. You may know him as the man behind the mini mic drops, Michael. <laughs> Yay, cue the applause. Oh. <laughs> Michael, we are so excited to have you on today. Thank you guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Okay, so in this week's episode, we brought Michael on to kind of discuss how he's become such a successful acne expert as well as ambassador for Face Reality. Um, Face Reality has grown so much the past few years and we really wanted to get a chance to know Michael and his approach and how it got him to where he's today. Yes, but before we dive into all of that, we have to start with our weekly ritual, which is our unhinged moment of the week. Uh, because Michael is our guest, we want him to take the lead and go first. He actually oh, God, we're starting off strong. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so I have two, um, and we talked about it. I, it's a little bit mildly inappropriate. So if it's too inappropriate, y'all can just edit it out. <laughs> no. Um, we'll, I guess we'll start with the more low-key one. Um, I had an intimate um, um, service for the first time. I actually um, had my ass laser hair removal. Mm -hmm. So thankfully <laughs> I, I got it done by my the doctor that I work for. Um, but I don't know how people like go to places um, professionally, like places that they've never met the person before and get laser hair removal. Because if I didn't have the option to scream at the top of my lungs, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> Spreading cheeks. Yeah, it can be uncomfortable. <laughs> really uncomfortable. It's like a spicy rubber band Snap, hitting like the area. Yes. Have you yeah. guys had it done anywhere before? Yes. For school, yes. Yeah, I did it like all through school. And then at my first job, I was like constant. I lasered myself. Like that was so painful just to like mm -hmm. sit there and like, laser my underarms. And, like, oh. Like. Girlfriend waxed herself though. Yeah, I waxed a little my bit own ago. vagina like a couple days ago. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for bad. you. There and like, yeah, it, <laughs> it was rough. That but... takes like a certain amount of skill that I'm never capable of. So I claps. I honestly would have rather like done it myself. Like I don't know. I was just like really sketched out to have anyone else do it. So yeah. it was like better that way. But I was freaked out. And you know you're going to do a good job, so that probably makes the whole experience easier. I haven't done a Brazilian since, like, I graduated school, so, like, ugh. but I did good. I did pretty good. Good. Okay. What's your second um, one? My second one is a little bit of a story time. Um, when I first moved to Philly, I, like, wasn't receiving any of my packages. The apartment that I moved in, packages were, like, getting stolen right and left, so I sent all of my packages to my practice at work and we live underneath an apartment loft. So I wasn't getting a bunch of my packages. Um, and finally another boy named Michael reached out to me. So we're in suite three and he lives in apartment three in the same building. And we both have the same first name. So he was getting like all of my packages. So I started sending it to, I just started sending all my mail in my boss's name. Um, and then I, that was working out, so I was getting my mail through him. But I ordered um, an anal douche, which being a gay man, you can use your imagination on why I would need that. Um, and it was automatically set to my boss, so I forgot to change it. 
So I was like, if you get an Amazon package that you didn't order anything from Amazon, like, please don't open it because you won't be thrilled with what you're going to open. Did he open it? No, it hasn't come yet. Okay. This was very recent. This was this week. So he just said, he was just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Michael, oh what is it? <laughs> He's like, so what's in the box? <laughs> what would he say, though? Like, imagine if he opened it. Like, what does your relationship look like? Um, we're we're pretty comfortable. I mean, he's he's an older straight man, so uh, but he's like really like cool about everything. We have a really good relationship. Um, so I think he would just probably like roll his roll his eyes and sigh, and that would be the end of the conversation. Good for you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, amazing. That's so funny. See. The unhinged. Like, I wish my unhinged moment. Very unhinged. <laughs> not unhinged. Some weeks they are, but other weeks not so much. I know, like yours by far is going to be the best of both of ours because mine is not remotely unhinged. No. Um, <laughs> he's like, what did I just say then? He's like, <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's what we want our episodes to be like every week. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, no, will I be canceled? Will I be removed from the podcast immediately? I have no, no idea. We, we loved that. That was amazing. Okay. That's what we want people to come on. Okay, with. good. And just be comfortable to just say, yo, I got an anal douche shipped to my house, but really, like, it went to my boss. It's fine. <laughs> just like normal things. Just like normal weekday things. It's fine. <laughs> tell him about the dildo that we found on Fair. Do you know that um, wholesale site Fair that, like, you can buy clean spin club towels off of? no but I, I need to it sounds like yeah so it's like wholesale for everything and christy and i found these dildos that have like corn texture on them like and they were cool Ooh. Do you remember those the corn dildos we found i don't remember on i thought you were talking about sheen because <laughs> i'm just like thinking of a corn on the cob right now but i don't think that's what it actually is right yeah, it's just the texture like <laughs> corn like it looks like a piece of corn. Oh, like it does. Okay. 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 I like, like that. Corn texture. Is this like call her daddy right now? I know. <laughs> I was thinking of we were looking at like all of the sheen like facial devices that are on there, and then there was like a butt plug that just like came up out of like nowhere on like the facial devices, and then we obviously clicked on it, and then we just got down like the rabbit hole of all of the. Oh, sex mm -hmm. There's a lot, and they're priced very low. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Okay, so Sheen.com. I'm, I'm searching it right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Discount, estheticians, unhinged, yes. free shipping. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm dead. Okay. Okay, so my moment, I swear to God, it's unhinged, Michael. I have had a big phobia of unattached hairs since high school, like an unattached <laughs> hair. I find them like, I would find them in my textbooks and I would pull them out and I would just like cringe. I can't yeah. wait to shower like, and you know, the hair goes down your back and in your ass and you pull that out and it's just like, Ugh. and so I like talk to my doctor about it. Like it's that real for me. And today we were at Chipotle just like a few hours ago before we came to the studio and I found this big long piece of hair just like in my Chipotle. And I, Oh, that was, yeah. I didn't even. So you didn't out. get to enjoy it, unfortunately. No, it was in the first oh. time, and I looked behind the counter. I'm sorry. Exactly whose it was. <laughs> you. Oh no. But yeah, I just took it out and tried to mentally. Not. If it's like at the end of your food, you're like, oh well, like I already ate it. But like if it's in the beginning, it just like throws off the whole vibe, and you're just so grossed out. Did you say something? Did you get a new one? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, that's what I would do too. I'd be like, well, I thank you for my hair. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll add it to the extension. Um, <laughs> but what was I going to say? Um, I don't remember. 
Okay. I thought um, of a different unhinged moment. What? Okay. So my boyfriend and I went to um up into like the mountains yesterday just to okay. have a campfire or whatever. And I always bring wet wipes. I my phobia is like stickiness. So we have s'mores like I have to have wet wipes. I bring all like like my high sin mist, like tons of things. Yes. And you got me wet ones. And not wet, like baby wipes. I got her wet wipes for her birthday. Yeah, like she got me like a little wet ones gift because like she knows it's my phobia. So that was in our like camping bag to bring. Yeah. And we got like s'mores and chocolate and stuff all over his face and he takes the wet ones and he starts like wiping his whole face with it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because it wasn't like a wet wipe. And I freaked out. I was like trying to wipe it off. I sprayed him with hyacin all over. Like no wipe on the face is okay. No. Like, baby wipes a little bit better because it's not, I mean, it's still full of gunk, but, like, right. the wet wipe over the wet ones anyway. That could be a sales pitch for Hyacinthus, though. Literally. Okay, you guys <laughs> listening to this, I retail Hyacinthus, $60, I can ship to you. Yeah. Like, code estheticians unhinged. <laughs> no I discount. bring that everywhere I go. Literally everywhere. Like, I'm so thankful that I had that because I was so paranoid the rest of the trip on the way home. Like, I just wanted to leave. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I need it. I don't know why I don't have it yet, but I need I need to order one ASAP. Really, you do. Like I think I have I have one in my gym bag, one in my car, one at home, and then Taylor has one. So we have like oh my gosh, yes. And then every time I'm at my suite, I'll like spread myself. Do a little spreads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. You just reminded me of something, um, because you went out camping or whatever. I went camping since Thursday. I just got back uh last night. Washed my face for three days. You didn't wash your. Oh no. yeah. <laughs> because the water on the RV of our friends had bleach in it, so like. Oh, actually not. It literally stunk like the water. So at some points, like some days, I was no, just one of the days. I took a water bottle like to my face. It wasn't getting everything off. Like I could still right. feel my cleanser on my skin. So I was like, I, I dead ass would have brought in like water bottles just to wash my face and like a bowl and like, or I should have brought like a filter, baby. Anything, <laughs> literally anything. Because I would have freaked out, like freaked out. Yeah, but I can't put bleach on my face. I know. Could have seen no, 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 no. Like, not wash your face. And, like, I brought my eyes in. And my CBD. I would have been the brat that was like, "Get your ass in the car. We're going into the town, so I can wash my face at like a gas station." Yeah, or glamping, right? Is that what yeah. it's, is that what they call like when you like actually like, camp somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I can't believe that. Yeah. It happens. It's it's for it's real. Real. Do what you gotta do. Transparent about it. Yes. Because the biggest ick, like, that some of us talk about is, like, not washing your face. But I'm going to be real. Like, I didn't. It's okay. And I preach about washing my face. Like, and you didn't. And I didn't. But in that situation, the better choice was not to wash your face. So right. I think you did the right. That reminds me of one other thing. One of my past students, her husband had really, really bad acne, and a dermatologist told him to wash and bleach. Like, yeah. take what yeah. for his back knee. I remember that. I was like, I didn't hear Tia. Yeah. Ugh. I can't believe, I can't believe that. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I, there's some things I hear about the derms recommending. I'm like, I had a client the other day that was like on Tret, benzoyl peroxide, and clindamycin. And I'm like, why? Uh, why all three? Why yeah. two of them? <laughs> yeah. That I can't even, I can't believe that you were told to just like, yeah, go take a bath and bleach. Go bleach on your face. Once a week, you're right up. Like, yeah, that's, you'll be good. Yeah, like you're cleared from acne and then like two years later like you, probably you have all these other issues you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> burns yeah. cancer or something like i can't believe 
about yeah. it. Makes it make sense. So bad. Well, so enough of our all of our unhinged moments. <laughs> dildos. The corn dildos. That was good. I like that topic. We're not watching her face. We want to talk about you. <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay, okay, this is like our best unhinged moment so far, so I'm really happy because Yay, okay. You brought it. Yeah. I like that. I so Thank like you. Podcast, like needs to be like they need to have something better. Yeah. <laughs> Try to overdo that. You can't. I don't think you can. <laughs> but okay, well, we want to hear more about you and just like your timeline of how you became an esthetician. Yes. So let's get into where you even like trained to get your license, your hours, your stomping grounds. Where did you go to school? I went to Aesthetic Science Institute in Latham, New York. If you guys know um, LA Beautyologist, um, the 60 minute, there's not 60 minutes, it's a long time for cleansing. The 60 second cleansing rule. She she yes. made that. So oh, she actually graduated. She actually graduated from ASI where I went before she moved to LA. A little fun fact. Um, but I went to yeah Aesthetic Science Institute in Latham. I did uh, part time while I was working full time. So it took me about ten months to finish schooling. Okay, and it's six hundred hours, right? Yes, it was. So with that six hundred hour timeline, do you feel like that was enough time for you to like absorb at least a good amount of information or? I think so. Yeah. Um, I wish we had like some kind of master program. I'm jealous that you guys do. We don't have, we have like, it's called Cydesco, but it, it isn't like going more into depth into like aesthetics. You have to like learn nails and you have to learn, um, what is the other thing that I didn't want to do? It might've just been nails, but it was like 300 hours of nails. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. I don't have really interest in nails. Basics. Basically. What's that? It was just like more of like learning like basic aesthetics. It wasn't really like advanced. I think so. Yeah, I, all the advanced stuff was just like areas that I didn't want to work on, work in like nails. I think it was maybe like um no, there's one more thing, but I'm I'm having a stage fright. I can't think of what the other thing was. But was three hundred hours of nails. I didn't want to do it, and mainly it was so that you could work on a cruise ship. That's what you can do with your Cydesco certificate. Um, in the state of New York, you can do advanced treatments with your 600 hours. Um, so that wasn't super enticing to me. I just did the 600 hours. But I felt like, um, I mean, I feel like in school, we never like feel like we're learning enough. Then we get out to the real world and we like, we're like, I don't know shit. Like, what did I fucking learn? So that's definitely how I felt a little bit. Um, but then Pennsylvania, where I'm living now, only requires 300 hours. And I'm like, that is like... That's crazy. Even a little scarier to me. I don't think I could do it in 300 hours. No, no but that's so scary because I did 1,200 hours. And, yeah. like, when I got to school, like, I didn't know shit. Like, I, you know, like, the basics. But when you, like, really get to the treatment room, you're like, and I don't know how to tell you question. what. Like, I don't know what to do for you. I don't know anything. Yeah. So I can't imagine 300 hours would be sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, in my school, I mean, love ASI. But, like, my school had me, like, chemical peeling first-time clients. And that was a shit show. And just, like... Shit like that you do in the real world, and you're like, what I learned in school, I would have never done now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I agree. I totally agree. What did you feel like you were like really good at in school, or like I know with her, like she went to school set on thinking that she was going to be doing like lash extensions, and I okay. went thinking like I was going to love laser. Like I was thinking of even going to like is it Arizona where you get like a laser tech thing, or maybe New Mexico? I can't remember, but I wanted. Oh, to I think say the Arizona has like a laser or laser yeah. institute, right? Yeah laser course yeah 
So did you kind of go into school like already knowing like what you wanted or how was that? Yes, I feel like it didn't. I feel like it didn't really change. I knew I wanted to like focus on skincare, focus on ingredients. I wanted to do facials. I knew I wouldn't like waxing. And I mean, I probably could have if I like opened my mind a little bit and said, maybe you can like waxing. But the whole time I was like, I don't like to wax. Um, we did body treatments in school. I'm sure you guys did that too. I was not into the body treatments. <laughs> I Fuck the body treatments. It was so messy. And then when like you had to be a model for them, like or like the the wraps or whatever, and they would wrap you in like oh. wrap. hate that shit. I, I could not that is PTSD. And we would use like Eminence, like their um their like eight greens hot mask. I don't know how familiar you are with them, but it's like a stimulant and you were using it on your body. Hated that. Like, it was so Oh, is it for, like, cellulite and stuff like that? Yes. I don't think it was yeah. their 18 pot. It was, like, a different one. But, yeah, their, like, anti-cellulite thing, like, I just – it was awful. And Not was, a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving the back massages to clients that came in that I did not want any part of. That was something I also looked forward to ending when I was leaving school. I'm yes. like, I can pick more of who I'm catering to. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how long before you, like, actually started school did you know that you wanted to go to aesthetic school? Was it, like, you were thinking about it for a while, or was it something kind of just on the whim? Um, so I so I got my license almost years ago. I was in retail management for, like, seven years. I convinced myself that I love retail. I wanted to, like, do something. Um, I originally went to school for music, but that was too expensive, so I had to do something. So I was working retail. I, like convinced myself that my dream was to like have my own store be a store manager so i finally got to sorry my phone was like your shit is on 20 percent um let me plug her in <laughs> so i finally got my own store i managed an american eagle like 20 minutes north of albany where i'm from and i hated it i am a people person i don't like to hold people accountable i would be like more emotional having harder conversations with my associates than they were it was a mess so I'd always been interested in skincare. Um, I had like pretty bad acne in my early 20s. And then I like went on this like ingredient dive. I was like researching like hours every day. It was like right during COVID. And so I had all this time on my hand. And I had heard of the school in Latham. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like do it. Um, so I, I was going to school um, two days a week and then working the other five. But as soon as I graduated school, I got my first job at Hamstone. I went to part-time retail and then slowly dropped retail completely and I'm never looked back. <laughs> yeah, that's so like awesome that you were working at the same time that you were going to school. I remember my classmates who were doing that. I was like, how are you doing that? Because this is emotionally draining me every day. I'm here from like eight to five and then I just go home and sleep and they would go and like work food jobs and I'm like how are you doing that right now I saved up so I wouldn't have to do that because it like emotionally can drain you sometimes oh yeah I was living on bang energy drink and anxiety 100 <laughs> percent yeah oh my god that's how like I went to school I did a nine-month program full-time I wanted to like get in and get out and I was there wow nine months full-time though that's a lot yes but I it was like their new online program so I was there three days a week that's like log nine hours at home but you were luckily you were able to like log those hours while you're at school but we were there from like 9 a.m till 9 30 p.m and it was awful yeah. and like That's... the rest of the week i had to work but i wanted to ask you i had there was like um kind of like a wait list before i got into school so like i went to 
NEMA in October and toured it and I signed up, but I wasn't able to start until February. Was it like that for you or were you able to like sign up and then like next week go? No, I was also on a wait list and it was like a couple weeks before school started. They were like, hey, a spot opened up. And I was like, okay, cool. It's meant to be, thank God, I don't want to work retail anymore. So I was like, yes, I'm doing that. Awesome. Okay. I wasn't waitlisted, and I don't, actually don't know how looking back at it because in, especially in Utah, like aesthetics is so popular here yeah. and I just feel like there's yeah. new people coming all the time. So yeah, I had to wait. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like, yeah, I, like the Utah um, aesthetics industry, everyone looks so um, community and like with all the Glymed training, I'm like, damn, I wish I was in Utah for my aesthetics license because it feels like the training is like next level compared to what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I feel like I was like, cause I moved here from Wisconsin and like everything just like fell in my lap. Like I feel like I was meant to move here because of how like prominent aesthetics is here. Like yeah. in Wisconsin, like hell no. Like, I don't know if you know anything about Wisconsin, but like the, that's the last thing, like nobody's into that. Like nobody's into skincare. Really? Okay. You guys are just in the cheese. Literally in the cheese yeah. and beer. Like that's it. That's <laughs> So you're definitely where you're meant to be. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It just like all happened for a reason. So, Go ahead. firm believer in that. <laughs> um, Hand and Stone. So, you kind of brought that up a little bit. Um, that was your first job out of school. How long did it take you to, like, find a job? And how was your experience, like, applying for jobs? Do you feel like your school kind of, like, set that up for you, like, successfully? Or did you really struggle finding a job? Um, I think my school did a really good job. I really wanted to go right into a med spa and I had um, an interview for a med spa and I ended up going for someone with experience, but I ended up getting the hand and stone job. Very fortunate. Like the week after I graduated, fortunately that hand and stone location like was opening like as like right around the time I was graduating. So they were looking for people. Um, and yeah, I, I ended up getting that job, I think like a week before, after I graduated. And then it, as soon as I graduated, I essentially started there. That's awesome. How long were you there before you went to your new job right now? And like, what brands did they use at Hand and Stone? So I've been like a little bit of a slut with aesthetics. I started at a Hand and Stone and I was there for six months. I love Hand and Stone. It is like the perfect beginner job for an esthetician because like the Dermalogica training is incredible. Um, they teach you a lot of like massage, which I don't know if it was like this for you guys at school, but like I didn't, I had such basic massage movements. I was embarrassed to do my massages for my clients. Yeah. Like I, I like pride myself in my massage cleanse. Like yes. the cleanse is insane. It like takes you to another universe. Yeah. Like I yeah. love it. And everyone always like, like she like wanted me to train her, but like my school never set me up and I never really like watch trainings or anything. Like you should do a course. You should offer a course on like Zoom or something. People will be all over that. That's what one of my friends said. You I like your model. Right. <laughs> I need to like get more into it and like understand the movements and techniques. Cause really like I have no set way. I just do that on the fly. Like I'm like, I don't know. It's so weird, but I feel like I am very intuitive where I can just sense like where you have tension and where that shit needs to be released. And we just go from there. So I would literally take this course. I'm always looking to like enhance my movement. So you got to get going on those. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start that right now. Another thing I <laughs> to do list. <laughs> it's 20 miles long. Ugh, it's, it's very rough. But the training was amazing. And then um, the other line they carry, Clarity RX, which is, like, not super well-known. Um, and I don't love it. But they had really good, like, theory training. So that was really nice. Um, but with Hand and Stone, it's, it's, it's a corporate company. So you're kind of, like, in a box. There's not much, like 
wiggle room for you to do what you want if it's not what they're doing. So German planning, for example, we know is not legal for us to do in all 50 states without an MD. So like you couldn't offer German planning at Hand and Stone because it had to be consistent everywhere. Um, and just like you had to follow protocols, like there was not much room to kind of go off and do your own thing if you wanted to. Um, and I wasn't super in love with the products. I think Dermalogica was a really great line for like custom facials if you wanted to have a lot of options for your client, but I just wanted to do more advanced treatments. Um, so I ended up having a woman that was a salon over owner. She came in for a service. I did a treatment on her. She offered me a job at her salon. And I was there for nine months before I moved to Philly to work for the med spa that I'm currently working for. Okay. What um, like was the spa called that she owned? Um, Grit and Grace. Okay. Is that like a chain or is it just like her own? Her own business. She She's actually just opening up her second location, but um, she was using PCA, um, which I, I like PCA a, a little bit more than Dermalogica. Um, the pay was better. And then she was letting me bring on face reality. So I just felt like I had more um, flexibility to do what I wanted, which was really enticing to leave, leave hand in stone. And I was actually curious about that at the med spa you're at now and face reality. Like, how does that work? Are you the only one that's an acne expert or like who gets the face reality clients? Yes. So I, so I actually, um, relocated to open the med spa with the doc that I'm working for. So I'm actually the only as esthetician as of right now, we open our doors to clients in December. So we're still growing. We're still pretty new. Um, but he gave me full reign to bring in the lines that I wanted to work for, where work with the modalities that I wanted to work with. So it was like a no brainer taking this job. I was like, yes, I love that. Awesome. That must've been a really good transition too, from going to somewhere where you feel like you can't really grow and, you know, um, just change within aesthetics to where somebody trusts in you and believes in you to say, Hey, like, I trust you on bringing on this brand and I know that you're going to bring and like give those results. So that's really cool. Absolutely. This is like a big compliment too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm very thankful. That's really cool. So backtrack a little bit. You said that he's opening the second location and you're working under him or are you guys kind of like partnering? Oh, no, Um, my previous job, she's opening up a second location. Okay, okay. And you were talking about your new job. Yes. He let you bring on face reality. Yes. Okay. But so did okay. she, right? And she did, she did too. Yeah. She, um, she let me bring it on and that's where I did like my training and started taking my first bootcamp clients. And then he just let me like, it was the, the account was under my name, fortunately. So that made the transition to the new location a little bit easier. Um, how did you get into face reality? Like, how did you discover it? Were you like cleared on it? Did you see like other estheticians using it? And that was like very, like the way that you found it. Yeah. I always heard about this acne expert certification and like acne is like my favorite thing with aesthetics as well. You know, a, a lot of people just like acne is it and that's, and I'm one of those people. Um, so I really wanted this acne expert certification. And so I, I, I was seeing face rally all over Instagram. Um, I heard the education was great. So I had like a lunch with my salon manager and I was like, I really want to bring this on. And she was fully behind me. So I was very excited to get that training and start, start taking on bootcamp clients.
what did you use to clear your acne when you said like you first started breaking out? You said it was like in your early twenties. Yes. Yeah. I um. So I I went to a derm and he helped me a bit. He I I was using Skin Medica's retinol, which helped a bit, but I wasn't like getting where I wanted to, and that's where I was like, I wanna, I wanna fully understand like ingredients and and skin and acne and stuff like that and that's when i started doing a lot of research um i love benzoyl peroxide in the cleanser my skin just like loves benzoyl peroxide but i i don't like to use it like as a leave-on treatment because i just use like alpharet and peel pads and like things that i feel like a, a leave-on benzoyl peroxide at least for me because i feel like i'm a little bit more sensitive um wouldn't play well with so i like to use benzoyl peroxide cleanser i love alpharet clearing serum even tone for PIH. Do you guys use skin better? Yes, yes, we both. So you know, so you know. <laughs> we know her, we love her, we know her. Yeah. Yes. These are our top two favorite brands we're talking about, Face Reality and Skin Better. Yes. yes. So those are definitely like my, my favorite products for, for acne, 100%. Okay, okay, well then that being said, if you like, so you could, if you could embody a face reality and a skin better product, like who who are you? Are you the ultra gentle cleanser? Are we gentle? Are we like packed with punch and you're a Mandelic? You're aggressive. We're a lot. We're aggressive over here. Yeah, probably Mandelic. <laughs> and clearing serum. I just like, I have been an oily acne prone bitch for as long as I can remember. I remember like standing in H&M and realizing I was so fucking oily i was like in the waiting room and i was like why am i wet and that was like the day i realized i was oily as fuck and clearing serum it's just like it's like everything i need it's, it's literally everything i need so i love do you guys remember those blotting sheets that like pop oh out? my god i used to use those the blotting sheets were also at its peak. okay so the funny thing is like i literally bought some for taylor this was like months ago but we still have them because it was just like a fun thing to get him to like light skin can be like, holy shit, that's kind of cool. Like he'd put it on his oily ass face and like hold it up and be like, what? Why like, is it wet? Yeah, he was so shocked. And it now would take me three of them before there was like even close to nothing on the sheet. Like I was just going through them quick. Yeah. I remember my friends using them in middle school and their skin was so it was so oily. So same thing. She used like three or four. Yeah. Crazy. Um what what products would you body ultra gentle cleanser really i think i, I feel just, like i'm like mandelic i love the foaminess mm -hmm. of ultra gentle oh i do love the foaminess of ultra yeah my favorite i agree yeah. i'm definitely just like a mandelic serum my 8%. skin probably eight my skin fucking loves eight percent so you're like, just like mildly an aggressive person yes. you're not like 15 yes yeah. like i yeah That's it. do you use it twice a day or do you use it once how do you like how do you use it um I, it really just depends. I just started using peel pads in my routine too. And I okay. just started using Alpharet and I've just been like loving those at night. So I've just been doing my delicate morning, but I okay. brought on the eye repeal. So I haven't been using any active. <gasps> we just brought it on too. <laughs> I love it. Have you gotten it on yourself yet? No, I'm going to do it this week. Oh yeah. I did it. You love it. It's not a no downtime feel. Like I'm it's still flaking, but like. For 35% to say, like, you're fine. Like, it's not okay. that bad. I'm just really, like, flaky, like, right here and a little bit right here right now. But, like, I'm glowing to the gods. So, yes. I'm really excited. I'm starting to take lines for it next week and I'm, like, loving it. But I can't wait. I can't wait. 
this is like low-key kind of off topic but michael i want to know your thoughts about like blackhead strips or strips um not my favorite because i've heard mixed things about them our students at school were like it's trapping the skin and i just i want to know your thoughts I think it, I, from my knowledge, I feel like I can, it can be, like, potentially hard on the skin. Um, I What's heard it? that waxing is, like, a better alternative. If you want to use wax, that's better. Um, but I just like my salicylic and my retinoic acid. Okay. Yeah, and oil cleansing is, is good, too. I like to oil cleanse. Have you yeah. tried the, the detox scrub from Skin Better? No, and I'm so embarrassed because I have been meaning to buy it for, like, a year, and I just don't know why I haven't bought it yet. I'm embarrassed. I retail it, and I haven't even, like, tried it yet. Same. We're twins. We are the same. How do you like it? I love it. Really? It's not as as aggressive and gritty as I thought it was going to be. It's still, like, you have no fucking blackheads. Feels? Yes, I do. On my chin and on my nose. I know that you brought up the strips because you looked at my nose. No. No. (laughs) You should see my nose. I'll come over and I'll show you my nose. <laughs> well, how about one time I was kissing a boy and he said, your freckles are so cute. And I said, those aren't freckles, they're blackheads. Uh, so I do. And I have them on my chin. You well, you, I hope you stop fucking kissing him. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Slap him in the face and kick him out of the car. <laughs> but blackheads are like my biggest, like my client's biggest concerns. When all of my clients, like they're so not noticeable on them at all but it's so hard because my shit is constantly filling up i could like dermis out my nose today and that shit's gonna be full wow that's my number one like i oh we i feel like we all hear that from clients like what are you most concerned about your skin and they're like the blackheads on my nose and then i like have them under the mag lamp or like my little glasses and i'm like what the fuck your pores are so small like Fuck off. Look at my nose. Look at my nose. <laughs> they like always bring it up and it's always my clients to have the smallest pores. You can't even see their blackheads. Like remotely. <laughs> and that's their concern. It's not fair. <laughs> Babe, look at my nose. I've had some yeah. clients come in that give me really good blackhead extractions. I love. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I love I love it. And like the non-inflamed that I can extract, like yeah. It's so good. I always feel so bad when I'm like extracting from the nose, though, just because yeah. it hurts. Yeah, it hurts like a my pain. my father is like a dream. I used to work on him all the time when I was back home. He has like the he produces so much fucking sebum. That's probably where I get it from. So doing like the ultrasonic skin scrubber, I'm getting like I used to get like I used to wipe this ultrasonic skin scrubber on the back of my glove, and it would be like cheese. Like it would be like. Sorry, TMI to viewers. That I mean, I'm sure a lot of estheticians are listening, so they're like, "Hell yeah!" It would be like, it would be like lines and lines and lines of like sebum, and I'm like, "That's fucking amazing." <laughs> I had a client like that too at my last job. He just like produced oil like literally no other, and it was the best thing because I I do the same thing. I always put my extractions on the back of my glove, and I see some people put them on the cotton rounds, but like, glove is where it's at because you can see everything. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Like. My client was the same way, like chunks of just like. Oh yes. <laughs> I love. I made him rebook with me every single time just so I could be like I. His I best. Get those. I, yeah, like I, I tell them, them it's like Christmas morning because they're like, "I'm sorry, it's so gross," and I'm like, "No, I love this." And then I'm like, like, "Please don't be sorry." I'm like, like, "Look, do you guys ever show them immediately after? If oh. you get a big juicy guy, you're like." Oh yeah. 
all of my videos of my clients, I like show them like their German plane or like their black hats after, and they're like, they turn and look and on the camera every time they're like, holy shit, like that, like that's awesome. Cause it's like, they go through so much pain sometimes with the extraction. So it's like, this is what you're getting out of that. Like, see, it was worth it, babe. Yeah. So. And I noticed when you, when you finally like get that client to German plane or you like show them their extractions, it like, then they start to really like rebook consistently because they're like, oh, I need this because I don't want all that in or on my face. Right. I know. I think that's like the best thing is always showing your clients like, look what we did because a lot of them just think like, oh, they come in and then they like, they don't really see anything after sometimes. So it's like, right. We yeah. got you, girl. We got you right. Okay. This is also another reason we do before and after pictures. Sometimes they're yes. like, nothing's been happening. And I'm like, no, babe, look, there's been a lot of progress. Yeah. yeah. Like that. They're like, I just feel like we're not making progress. And then I like show them their before and after and then they shut right up. Yeah. Yep. They're, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get I, back on track. Let's get back on track. <laughs> All of the juicy blackheads. But I really want to like. Wait, sorry. There's a siren. I hate living in Philly. Give it one second. <laughs> I was like, where's the phone from? Okay. Like, is she going to stop? We're in like the summer. Okay, all right. Go one more time. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. So, okay, let's like refresh. So, um, we wanted to share, or we wanted you to share your story on like how you became a face reality ambassador. Like, how did that look for you? Like, is there an application process? Like, give us like the full rundown. Yeah. So I, um. I, Alice Hernandez is amazing. She obviously is the lead educator. So I've like, we used to just like Instagram. Um, I applied for the acne expert of the year. Um, and they ended up using one of my clients for one of the educational videos um, for acne imposters for acne rosacea. Um, so I feel like that helped me kind of like, what am I trying to say? Like, Get, like your foot I'm not. Um, like, essentially, or just like that, like, like that's how I showed up. So I guess I can. Well, that's what we'll say. Um, I went to wow. New York City Javits Center for um, the conference back in March. Um, don't ask me the acronym because I still don't know it. And I should know it. I I. I E C S E. Correct. Yes. Like this I love that the sh a hair show is called IBS because I'm like, I have that. Um, <laughs> that's me. That's me. Um, so I went up to the Face Reality booth and introduced myself to Alex and like met the group and they had invited me to the after party um, that they were doing. So I went to the after party. I met Savannah, which was such a big deal to me because I've looked up to Savannah for before I even became an esthetician. We both met her in Vegas and we met Alex and like we were freaking fucking out. love her like she's so cute like we adored her we saw we met her like a couple different times yeah oh she's so sweet i love her we reapplied our compacts with her we like oh her. yes we asked her we're like can we reapply this with you i love that that's like instead of asking for an autograph you're like will you re reapply my sunscreen with me yes <laughs> yes we, we loved it so i met her at the after party i had like one or two margaritas so i was feeling pretty good um, so I like made it a point to go up to Jeremy, who is the CEO and I introduced myself, um, and I just like introduced myself to a lot of the team and they were like, are you going to apply to be an ambassador? Cause it was like right when they sent the ambassador applications out. 
Um, so I just really made it a deal to like introduce myself um, to the team. Um, and then I applied, I had an interview with Alex and fortunately it worked out. Awesome. That's amazing. That's so cool. So what, like, what was the kind of like application process like? Like, did you have to like submit like before and after photos? Like what were they kind of like looking for in an ambassador? I feel like I'm getting confused because the acne expert, I'm getting the two applications confused, but I, I feel like there was maybe like before and afters involved, but it was mostly about like your, in like your experience as an esthetician. They asked you about like your following on social media. They asked you like what your goal in being an esthetician is, what being an acne expert means to you, how many like acne clients are you treating monthly or that could be a lot that might not be the time frame but like how many acne clients are you treating um more so just like your experience as an esthetician and what you hope to achieve if you were an ambassador how you would you know represent face reality um not only on social but like in real life awesome how like what did that lead like did that lead to more like open doors of like more opportunity for you. And I guess backtrack a little bit, like what, what do you have to do as an ambassador? Do you have to go and attend like meetings or like your, like just tell us more about that, I guess. Yeah, we had, we had our ambassador meeting in California. So I've, I've actually never been in a different time zone. So that was super exciting. Um, so it was a two day, um, essentially, um, two day meeting. So the first day we did like a bunch of content recording. Um, we had like the panel. What's that? Did they fly you out? Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so we did like a panel, we did some educational stuff. Um, we did photos. Um, and then the next day they were great. They were asking us like how we can make, you know, face reality better. They, there was a bunch of different meetings with different people on how we can improve the brand. So they're very, they're very interested in hearing our thoughts and feedback, which is amazing. Um, and as far as like what I do outside of that meeting, um, you know, they empower you to attend the trade shows. They do obviously a lot of education at trade shows. So a lot of the ambassadors, if they're going to the trade shows, will have the opportunity to speak or teach courses and stuff like that. And then every month we um, have a feed post that we are given a topic for, and then we do content and then we do a post in our story um, and constantly just representing face reality. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you feel like it's something that was like very like time consuming just for like viewers that like, like what if I want to be an ambassador? Like I'm yeah. Podcast, like, is it something that's very like time consuming for you and like a lot of commitment, or like not really? No, I honestly don't think so. I had a brand reach out um, for like an ambassador or two, and they wanted like two feed posts a week, which might not sound like a lot, but if you're posting like four days a week, then like half of your content is about them. So, no, I, I, I don't think it's a, I, I mean, it's definitely a commitment, but I don't think it's a big commitment. I don't think it's like, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a big commitment at all. It, it, it's just it's an amazing opportunity, and 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 I'm very thankful. No, that's awesome. So next year, if you wanted to like come back as an ambassador, would you just go through that process again of the application and just saying why you want to be an ambassador again, 
or are you? I I think they do. I forget. I feel like I did maybe hear someone say in California that they do have you just reapply. Um, but I absolutely will, hundred percent, if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> it it just seems like such a cool opportunity. Like when we went to the Vegas, um, their like after party and like seeing the panel and then like everyone up there, like it was just like so inspiring. And I yeah. feel like they're all just like very like close and like everyone is just so happy and like respects each other. Because yeah. if I were you and I was like an ambassador and I went to the training in California, like on the flight, I'd be scared shitless, imposter syndrome, like all of the things I'd be freaking the fuck out. So how did you, oh, like, yeah, I was definitely, how did you prep so nervous? I was so nervous. I was definitely nervous, but like, as soon as I got there, um, like the first night we, um, a group of us went and got pizza and it was just like a very good vibe. Like it was just like, it was just so nice to be around other like really talented skincare professionals and it was just like a good weekend. Like they were great to us and it was nice getting to like chat about our experiences and you know, you're in a room of other estheticians. So we obviously all had a lot in common. So it was just like a bunch of nonstop conversation. It was amazing. Something I did yeah. notice we were at that after party is that how genuine and down to earth anybody that was partnered with Face Reality was. Like I felt like yeah, and like Alex is great. Um, yeah. Jeremy is amazing. He is like the sweetest man. I've like so sweet. He's amazing. She's awesome too. I met Joy. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Oh my god, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like everyone is so like welcoming. Even like when you like reach out for like assistance or like something's wrong with my order or like you have questions like they just like mm -hmm. try to, like help you and i love that as someone that is an acne expert and if you're like wanting to become one because they're so helpful and it's such a great line like oh my gosh yeah like, did you guys meet kelsey duke too yes yes she's yeah. another sweetheart i love her she's so cute yeah yeah i don't did you talk to her i don't know i, I don't think i did but i got to, to see her yeah she's really cute and down to earth yeah. yeah are you guys a part of the facebook like group chat for yes. acne experts. That's something that's really cool too. If you're like struggling and plateauing with your client and you don't know what to do next, you can join this Facebook group and you can just put the picture in with your client's permission and they'll like give so many suggestions, just different experts out there. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. It's yeah. just like a supportive group. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like changed my business and yeah. I know it has for you. Like, Oh yeah. I love it. It's, it's such an incredible line. Yeah. Okay. Do we, Oh, well, we kind of, we kind of already talked about this, but, um, describe your approach, like with skincare treatments, it can be like acne expert related or not, but like what sets your approach apart from others? Do you feel like you have like a holistic approach or do you have like an aggressive approach where you're trying to like get that shit cleared? Like, let's do this. Or do you like work up mm. to it? How do you like to like set the foundation? When you have, like, a I feel like at the beginning of my career, I was starting off too aggressive. So now I kind of start off a little bit less aggressive um you know having my clients on retinoids and exfoliants and pigment inhibitors you know at least at least three to four weeks before their first aggressive treatment um or starting off slow in the treatment room and maybe doing an enzyme the first time before i do something like a chemical peel or microneedling um but i also like love my i i'm, de I'm definitely more results driven i like more driven treatments but i also like have been tapping into my holistic side a little bit i like have been getting lost in my like neck and shoulder and facial massages and I've been enjoying that too. And I definitely have both clients right now. Um, because we're growing, I, I really am not in a position where I can kind of like pick 
one specific kind of client, which I don't mind. Like I like I like have I like being holistic, but I also like being results driven too. Um, but I guess it just depends which client I'm working on. If if we're if they're coming in for results, to definitely a little bit more. Um, I mean. Like I said, a little bit of a slow start, but I get pretty aggressive. And then if that client's there to relax, then I tap into my holistic side. Very Hannah Miley in the treatment room. <laughs> Got the wig, other days it's all natural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you guys do virtual clients with face reality at the med spa that you're working at right now? I can I I could offer it if I if I wanted to, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. So I should probably, I should probably get into that soon. Absolutely. You definitely should because, so like I moved from Wisconsin, but like the amount of like virtual clients I have from Wisconsin, let alone just like random people finding me from all over. I have people in like Iowa and like Oregon, California. So it's like, oh, wow. So especially you with a platform like that, like you pop off on Get on it. Like, like, I love doing my like bi-weekly check-ins with my clients that are virtual. Okay. 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 I like that. I feel like my first clients, honestly, before I started taking in treatment room clients, I had a ton of virtuals and I was honestly very scared because I couldn't see them like in the treatment room. So I don't know, but did you do that too? Yes. Um, something that I love are just are those relationships I have with those virtual clients because Mm -hmm. they never expect that if they're in a different area that you can still clear them just with them being consistent. And when they reach out to me, they're like, where are you located? And I say Utah and they're not even in Utah. I'm like, well, guess what? I can still clear you. It's just with your consistency at home with this right. regimen that I give you. Yeah. So that's the coolest part about face reality too, is that it just gives me the confidence to be like, I can definitely clear you even if you're not in front of me. So yeah, they're direct to client shipping. Easiest shit ever. Like, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to go to the post office, pay for postage, all this like bullshit. Like, do you know about like the direct client? I'm sure you do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you're an ambassador. Why am I asking that? <laughs> um, like that, that is so nice. Like I, I was in Disney, like waiting in line and my client's like, Hey, I need to like reorder my stuff. I'm like, Oh, bet I re- just reorder that. Yeah. Ship it right to oh. you. Yes. Okay. I know. I love that. I love that option. Yeah. I have a lot of good downloads too on the face reality website oh, yeah. just like about how um the breakdown of chemical peels cost you like so one pump of cleanser costs this much or like this many layers of the peel cost this much i like that mm-hmm. with my prices on my menu yeah just like and, like your and i love that you can show the client how long each product should be lasting so you can hold them accountable yes, yes. and be like bitch you haven't repurchased me in like here in three months like <laughs> what are you <laughs> what's going on i don't I've had that with my clients all the time. Like, no, I still have some. I'm like, babe, you shouldn't. Like, yeah. what are you using? Are we being religious here? Yeah, I'm using this morning and night. Yes. I remember I had a facial. Um, I had a facial like when I had just started my aesthetics career, and I mean, I loved that she said this to me, but she was like, "What do you use at home?" And I was like, "Oh, I use X, Y, and Z." And she was like, "I hear a lot of acne products, but I don't see a lot of acne." And I'm like, "Girl, you should know that." Like. That shit's keeping my shit at bay. I need to keep using it. Yeah, I need to keep this under control. Or else I'm going to have acne. (laughs) You told her. (laughs) Oh, I didn't say that. I said, "Mm -hmm, thank you. (laughs) I'm a Virgo. I'm I'm definitely, if they make my food wrong, maybe God had a plan for me that I didn't know I had. So there we go. (laughs) What's your birthday? September 15th. Okay, I'm a Virgo too. I'm August 27th. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Virgo City, I love it. Yeah, that's good. Both of the birthdays are coming up. Amazing. Well, that like kind of wraps up talking about you and like an ambassador in face reality and your journey with aesthetics. So we want to learn more about you, Michael, not the esthetician, just just Michael. Just Michael. Just you. Just Mike. So like <laughs> tell us like just more about you, like what are your long term goals that you have like for yourself? Not aesthetics. Not aesthetics related. Oh God. This is the hard part. Uh <laughs> but like never for yourself, I feel like. Um, yeah, I mean I feel like um I've been like chasing an idea of happiness for quite some time. I originally wanted to be a musician. Um and that didn't work out. So I'm really like blessed that I found aesthetics. I'm 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 naturally like a really happy person. Sorry, this is just gonna be like a bunch of word vomit because this part I'm not good at. Um, but I, I, I'm a very happy person. I, I like to sing around the, pra- at the, around the practice and annoy everybody. Oh, wait, did you guys pause? <laughs> did you freeze? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh-oh. What do I do? I just did. Do I keep it going? Um, yeah. Uh, wait, I think we should just keep this right here. We just take like a thumbnail. Or, like, well, we can put more shots. We just need more like of us like 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 fake laughing. You know what I mean? Oh wait. <laughs> I think the connection hated what I was saying, so it was like, you're done. I was so sad. You said, I've been thinking about this idea of happiness, and then it just cut. (laughs) Like, shit. Okay, so let's 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 restart. So tell us more about, like, your long-term goal that you have for yourself. Okay, so um, for for a while, it was just to find, I felt like I was lost for a while, so I'm I'm very... um, blessed to have found aesthetics because I am my happiest right now. I feel like I finally found where I belong. So I really just want to keep doing it. I want to keep changing lives. Um, That is my favorite thing about being an esthetician. I always lead with kindness. I'm very vulnerable. I'm not like ashamed to be emotional or cry or like feel my feelings and I empower everyone else around me to do the same so I think that you know being an institution really gives me the opportunity to do that because we have such intimate relationships and we provide such intimate services with our client um um oh god um I love to sing everywhere I go so I sing around the practice I sing around the grocery store I sing in the gym my ex-boyfriend used to make fun of me all the time because we would be in the gym and I'd be singing and dancing. And he'd be like, do you see anybody else singing and dancing right now? And I'd be like, no, but I don't give a fuck. So I'm just like a ball of energy. Um, I like to be funny, even though sometimes I'm not. I still like to be funny. <laughs> um, oh my God, this is like such a hard question to answer. Um, but I, I love my friends. I love to have a good time. I'm like always just loving to have a good time, going out, hanging out, doing something, being active, um, keeping myself busy. Cause you know, when I, 
when I when I'm not busy or I have nothing to do, I do sink in like a depressed mindset. So I'm always like looking to distract myself and and um and be happy. I don't know. <laughs> Rambling. And I like that you said oh, no. and go to the gym. So like what's your favorite product for after the gym? What's like your go to? You have it in your gym bag. Love this connection. It keeps cutting out. Uh. Shit. Uh. Mm. Hello. Okay. No. Oh my god. Okay. How do we like? I'm not gonna. We need more photos for the fucking Instagram, so do this. I don't know what to do. See us right now. Boss. Yes, I know. You're so happy. Michael. I forgot to tell you. Oh. I fucking love that when my clients sent me this shit. He's back. It's okay. It's okay. That's the power of editing. That's why we have it. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, so before it cut out, I asked, what is like your favorite product for after the gym? What do you have in your gym bag? I feel like I have my suspicions. I already know what it's going to be, but. Okay. I didn't expect wait, that. Wait, you said you mix Salsi with CBD mist? Uh, I was like, damn, like a new little was formulation like, right little there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, Walter White. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to be pouring my new CBD in the old bottle. Just because. I I think I like, I need to sniff it again because I don't really like smell i kind of like the glycolic lactic i think it just reminds me of like yeah. in the treatment room the salsi yeah. toner like the smell just brings me back to like i need to sniff it when we're done it's like in that cabin i'm like tempted to grab <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. okay wait i want to ask you have you used the new glymed cbd spritzer the okay some of the because i have a couple i've opened two for my at my house and one of them spritz like just fine and it's like light and misty the second one like fucking spits at you like you're wet and it's so annoying so i'm gonna tell you save your old cbd packaging just in case especially like the the little mister part to put on like the bottle because it it like spits at you like you have to hold it so far away and it's just not either i've been just like spritzing it into my hand and like applying it like that to my client. You just spray them. Yeah. 
Okay, that's what, I have that on back bar. That's what I would compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have to be like, okay, you're probably gonna flinch. Like, here's the warning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's bad. It's not a mist. It's like an actual water gun. It, it literally is. It's it's awful. It's so bad. Um, I wanted to ask you this. I love my morning routine, and I've like fallen out of it for a while. So I wanted to ask you, like, what is your morning routine? Not just like skincare, but like, are you someone that's just like flies by their ass and like rushes out the door to work in the morning? Do you like have like a routine or like if that's you rushing out in the morning because half the time that's me before work, what is like on an off day look like for you? How late are we sleeping? In? How late are we sleeping until 12, 1? Sometimes you need. Okay. We need to like go out on the town more because I have been literally like it's six here. I'm probably going to like go home, wash my face and be in bed for the rest of the night. Like we need to like get a little bit more feral rowdy up in this bitch and like go out. Our word at the aesthetics conference was feral. We were trying to embody that. <laughs> I feel like we executed it. Pretty good I do too. Yeah. But yeah, I need to have like, we need to yes, I want to go out to brunch with you and then party at night. Yes. And then sleep three. Yeah. But like, do you have like, like a ritual that you do or anything like that? Like it's, you have to do this like on your off day or not really? You guys remember those morning routine videos on YouTube, like Bethany Moda, and she would wake up to her like alarm and then get like a uh, pumpkin spice latte. Yes. Like this is my morning. No, no one does that. It's never real. So <laughs> funny fact is I still have like she collabed with Aeropostale like a long ass time ago and I still have like clothes from that stuff. And that's probably like middle school. Did you used to Yeah, that, that was me, like hundred percent. Michael loved the retail. Yeah, the retail life. You did it first. <laughs> oh my god! Trigger, Trigger warning. warning. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, then that gives me a new question: Are your shirts and pants perfectly folded? Everything's just thrown in there. You don't have like the perfect like everything's folded to the T like it is in retail. No. He said I've grown out of that. Don't give a shit. <laughs> so even yeah. when you were working retail, you still didn't like fold that shit at home like you did at the store. <laughs> Yeah. 
I can do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> he does his morning and nighttime skincare routine, so that's like as consistent as it gets. Yes. I have a little bit of consistency, babe. <laughs> I know. That's like the peak of everything because it's so fucking time consuming. You feel like you've just done like you've cleaned the whole house. Yeah. So. True. Okay, guys. I know. I always, because like I feel so awkward when I'm filming like a routine like that and I need to be better about it because if you look at my social media, it's like all graphics and I need to show my face more. But. I always try to like practice that shit in the mirror. Like I am a YouTuber be like, okay, good morning. Yeah. Putting on my ugly ass headband. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. no. Um, I wanted to ask you too, who were you before aesthetics? Like, were you like introvert or extrovert? If you were more like introvert, did you feel like you really had to change that once you started like, being with clients more and being with more people or how was that? my clients if I have like a brand new client and they're like very awkward not necessarily like nervous but just like an awkward person I feel like that makes me super fucking awkward too they like in my room and they're like hi and I and then they just like shut down and they don't talk and I'm like I just don't know what to do but then like after that it's fine well then it's okay though because do the consultation you have to ask them about their skincare yes. and that can take up a whole bunch of time and like then... the first bit i'm like fuck my life like i'm so scared they're gonna hate me and then we do the consult and then we're like best friends after so it's fine my issue is that i talk too much like about their personal life and not enough in the consult like that i want to be spending doing a consultation versus like talking about themselves really? so i need to learn how to yeah, separate ask them the all two. when they're on the, the treatment i try but then it just starts already in the consult right <laughs> i get it you're asking them all of their lifestyle choices that are affecting their acne and then mm -hmm. your spirals and then we talk about their lifestyle mm -hmm. and that time yes. they went out oh yeah and then you look and you're like already like halfway through your treatment and you have another client in 30 minutes and you're like holy fuck yeah <laughs> no totally um michael do you remember the first time because i know you do mic drops like your mini mic drops do you remember the first time you were trying to film one and you like had the idea of what you were gonna say and then you set the phone up because i remember the first time i tried to do like a vlog and talk to a camera and i just like put the phone up and then i stopped it's like wait <laughs> and then i just was so taken back did you have that experience the first time you were making a mic drop or just any video when you were trying to talk to your followers
Yes, I notice when I keep redoing things, it just gets worse. <laughs> so, and then, I agree. And then I like rewatch it, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I've been filming this for like, so long, and I'm so pissed. And I don't care what I look like anymore. But I don't care because <laughs> it's like I always think that people are gonna read into it and like really judge me, but like no one gives a shit. And if they do, like, you need to be looking at. But I will say, like, starting a podcast has helped me so much with that because a lot of our episodes, like, we don't edit them. So I'm like, okay, I really can't fuck up now. So, like, I have to be on my best game. And I think that me, like, when I go to, like, film stuff for my Instagram. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I, that it's, it's so true. I posted like this products for like results for products for like aesthetics. And I compared like drunk elephants pricing to like face reality or some shit. And I was like, so fucking ghetto. Like nobody's going to like this. Like I didn't take my time on it. And then like it blew up. I had like a thousand people repost it and I've never had that. And I was like, I did not try on this shit. Why are you guys putting this out there? I'm like, thank you. But like all of my other work, it just, I don't know. Right. That's how I feel like I have been lately. Like I haven't posted in like a week on like, I mean, I post on my story every single day, but like on my feed and I'm like, I need to go on my game. Yeah. We have imposter Start doing the mic. Yeah. I need to think of something. Yeah. I should be bringing my dog into it more because my yeah. dog is what I named after Blue. My little mini Australian Shepherd. His name is Blue. So I should honestly just be incorporating him in like everything. <laughs> You should do you should do that. How fucking dirty are my pillowcases from my dog? <laughs> and just call him out. Yeah, yes. literally. All of that. I'm gonna have to think of a problem. Because that's so true. Like if you just like have something like in your hand or like whatever, I don't know, it's just like it's like easier yeah. for you to like work. <laughs> you were singing <laughs> Definitely more like engaging content. I have to be about because that's very true. Like all of yours, like I want to comment or like repost whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I should just start holding some really random shit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael told me to. Do this, I'm gonna fucking do it. Like uh, holding the corn dildo. Did yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. As my microphone. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> It'd be like an if you know you know type thing, like yeah. podcast exclusive, podcast <laughs> exclusive only type shit. 
Als erste Tisch. I'll send you one. Yeah. Or like, you know. Under your boss's name, though. All right. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that's where, that's gonna be like the clickbait. Like Michael, <laughs> Michael sends his boss dildos. <laughs> also featuring the face reality skincares. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Okay. What is, this is the last question about you, but you kind of like covered this a little bit in like your goals and stuff, but like, what is one thing you wish your followers knew about you or like more about you? Yeah. Like if there's any like misconceptions or like, I just like a part of you, maybe you don't show as much like on your social media. Hot seat. <laughs> So do you feel like if you were to go back to a face reality, like, um, event like that, that you could go to a panel now having that prior experience that you did and already doing it once with a different kind of approach? Or do you feel like it's something that you might still be just as anxious about, or you've already done it, so it's going to help with the anxiety? You would so regret it if you didn't. It's such an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Just like, you get a little warm. It's fine. 
I feel the same. Like I taught aesthetics for a little bit and I was like, oh my God, I know nothing. Like, and they're going to like look up to me. And like, I don't know. I was so paranoid about it. But then once you started, it's like, if you didn't do it, you would have regretted it. Um, I was the same. We both taught at the same aesthetic school for a while. Yeah. So just different levels of aesthetics, but we were both teaching at the school at the same time. And I remember feeling the same way because for your interview, you have to teach a lesson to the school. I was, I went in there and I could barely like put my glove on because I was like low key, like sweating and I was trying to get it on. But then after I realized like, this is my jam and I can speak about skin for hours on end. So like what better way to put that in a positive outlet than just like annoying my boyfriend at home and talking too much about it, you know, put it in a place where it's useful to people and just like they do value knowledge too. And she just posted posted today too, talking about like her mental health and like reintroducing herself. And I just like love the transparency. There's no, like, it when you have to go speak on the panel, like, nobody is there, like, being like, he fucking sucks, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, everybody is sitting there literally just, like, in it's awe. Yeah. Like, look who it is. Like, I finally get to see him in real life, like, talking. So, like, remind yourself that because I would be, I'd be fangirling like, over you, Michael, if you were standing yeah. now already. Like, but like when like, we Michael. first got on the FaceTime, I was like, oh, my fucking God, like, we're going to do yeah we're so excited yeah yeah so and yeah like when i dm'd you um christy was in disneyland celebrating her birthday and i called her and i was like oh my god (laughs) i was being curious i was like yes michael said yes michael said yes and she's like oh my god yeah i know (laughs) yeah Yeah, we'll know that we were on the same boat, but now we're all chilling. Yeah, we're all chilling. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. Um, We have like a couple questions that some of our followers submitted to like the question box. Um, Okay, we're already at like an an hour 19. What are some good ones on here? Um, I like this one. So somebody asked you, how do you handle difficult or dissatisfied clients and what steps do you take to ensure a positive outcome? I agree. I think like full transparency with your clients is like so like important, especially with like face reality. Like, yeah, 
90 days to clear, but like you may need a little bit more, babe. But that reminded me about like the peel thing at my last job. I can't believe my boss did this. She was an idiot. Anyways, the client, we're not on good terms. The client um, got like a five berry from Biomed and she was a client that like she came to see me. I think we did like how many? I think it was honestly like two passes. So like minimal flaking. This client has done like TCAs before and stuff. So like we weren't expecting a lot. She calls. She's so pissed that she didn't experience any flaking and she like wants a refund or like a new peel, blah, blah, blah. And instead of like being a good esthetician and like business owner and educating her, she's like, oh, here, just have a new one for free. Like get a free peel. Yeah. Give her a new peel by all means, but like educate. Like I always tell my clients with that too, because a lot of them think that they are going to like peel a ton. And like, that means that it's working, but it's like, nope. Yeah. 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 Like everyone thinks unless they're shedding like a snake that it's that it didn't do anything. And now we got the tail. So like always be peeling. Something else too about like setting expectations that I found helpful is because I always get pictures being brought to me from my clients of my before and afters from face reality clients. And I tell them, you know, that did take a few months. This isn't an overnight process because you're seeing the first last picture that I've taken. That took us a while, but I can get you there, but it's going to take you to, you know, comply with me and be consistent. That's why I'm always writing in my captions and just like saying this client showed so much consistency because that's key. It really is. So. right yeah. you you have to have trust in your client and then your client has to have trust in you otherwise it's a bullshit show yeah. yeah um i feel like this is a question that is like asked a lot so like it's kind of hard but like what tips could you give for new estheticians that you wish you knew early on You just have to have like the trust in yourself because that's like 
everything that you said, I so agree with because I feel like there's a lot of estheticians here that went solo, um, like right after school or some that didn't go solo, like right out of school that have like literally had to close their books in like three to four months because they're so fucking busy. And I'm like, like when I went solo, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to close my books in that amount of time. And then part of me would be like, holy fuck, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to close my books. This is going to be awful. And like, you just hear all of the different stories of like, either they close their books in three months or like, I've been an esthetician for three years and I still don't have full books. And it's just like, it can be so overwhelming for estheticians. Cause like when I, I opened my business in November of 2022 and by like February, I was contemplating this whole fucking thing. I even got like a sales job virtually for a little bit. Cause I was like, holy shit. Like I was trying to get out of my lease, like contemplating it and everything. And now like after I'm just like, you know what? I'm not doing that shit. I got myself into this. Like I have to own it. Here I am. Like, yes. So it can be really hard starting out. Like just being kinder to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Imposter syndrome is fucking real. Like it's so real. And I feel like we always say to like, people that are listening or like I have a esthetician I worked with actually reaching out because she wants to go solo. And she was like, thank you for being like fully transparent with me and like answering all the questions for her and not like giving her false hope or anything like that. Because I'm like, I just want everyone to succeed. And like, it can be really so scary, like entering the aesthetics industry or like going solo. So it's like, if I can help anybody in any way, like I just want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah especially like if you have like a platform like you do or like you have a business and you have all of these tasks like I don't have anybody that does like my social media or my marketing or accounting or anything like your jobs like it's so overwhelming so having that like peace of mind that like every institution has gone through it makes it like a little easier and they're like um do you want to add any more of these um, I can do one more. Okay, I want to ask this because this applies to me too. Um, can you suggest ways to manage stress and its impact on the skin? Um, one of our um, listeners asked this, and that is my biggest acne trigger that I realized the past couple months. Stress, I will break out. Anything else, I don't feel like is my trigger. So be our therapist. So be my we, therapist. How do we manage the stress? <laughs> I agree. 
I think just like finding your groove, maybe like going on a walk with your dog or just like your friends at night. Hot girl walks, those are real. Yeah. You know? We need to do that more. Yeah. Yeah. Walk 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just fly your ass over here. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. We'll just. <laughs> um, I, that was something that was really hard for me to like manage my stress or just time for myself. Because when I was teaching, I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for like, it was like an hour to like hour 20 commute. Plus like being there for like eight hours. We were there for eight hours. Eight yeah. hours. Yeah. And then my ass was in my suite Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No yeah. fucking days off. And then we had the podcast. And we had the fucking podcast. Yeah. yeah. Working myself into the ground. And I just like, I'm a gym girly too. So like I was not going to the gym, not hitting the protein, under eating like a motherfucker. And like my body my skin, my mind, like everything was feeling that. So finding those like little things that you can do to just chill you out is so helpful. Like we, for me to decompress, like we always go up to like Temple Fort Canyon and like, we'll go have like a campfire. We sat by the water. We did mini cold plunging. Cause I was freezing my ass off. I just put like up to here, yeah. like up to my, my knees in the water <laughs> just to like decompress. But I agree. Like finding new things to just like distract your mind and like finding new hobbies that just like make you happy is so important to not just for your skin but just like for you to rebalance yourself i was driving on the freeway yesterday and i saw this billboard that says are your hormones actually causing you to break out and i was like yeah was no like fucking cortisol no, spiking and freaking no it's you were, you were questioning it. it's like a company that makes packets to control um like bloating and just like your period cramps and stuff oh, like that. Masters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, and it was like, does your hormones actually play a part in your breakouts? And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do. So that's something that a lot of people should also be aware of. It's like, what's what you're feeling inside here also shows same thing with like heat. It all factors what's happening inside shows on the outside too. So just yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's kind of it. That's everything we have, Michael. That's everything. <gasps> oh, do you have smash or pass? Smash or pass. Or do you want to do fuck Mary Kill? Okay. Uh, who gives a fuck? We can do like. Okay, wait. I have. I have one. No. Ugh. If I. Okay. Um. <laughs> I say I have it, and then I don't want to say it. Ugh. If I had to choose between mine, like, I could just. I don't even know. I carry Glamet Face Reality Skin Better, and I'm looking at my shelf because I don't even know. And Hydrinity. I know. Okay, okay. PCA. Um, what else? Um, Dermalogica. And she's the last one. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I want to say like face reality, but like, do do skin better. Um, Thank <laughs> you.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree too. Okay. Is this for both of us or like, okay. 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 I think I have. I have you go first. Okay. Mary Skin DMK, like in the best way. <laughs> Kill Eminence. I just. Yeah, she keep my tie and tight, you know, okay. give me a makeover. So. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I've never used Eminence before. Okay. I haven't, but I want okay. to. I'm like really familiar with SkinCeuticals because my school carried that and Eminence and my first job had both. But I'm going to say, mm, okay, Mary SkinCeuticals, fuck Eminence because I really fuck with their masks and their cleansing oil and their body products. Corrective, fuck no. But like all of the masks and the fun stuff, yes. And then kill DMK because I'm not very educated on it, but I've heard of really good things, but I'm so sorry. I'm sure she's tight, high, and dry for you. Have you seen the videos of, of like treatments? Oh, like the DMK enzyme treatment? Yes. I want to try that, but I feel like I'd be claustrophobic as fuck. Yeah. Because I, one of the estheticians said that too, that she felt so like. Claustrophobic? Yes. I get claustrophobic. How did have you said it or do you? Yeah, I got I didn't know anything, but I've heard really good things about is it like Milanotech drops and some and I sent I like referred my mom to this girl for them like a long time ago, but now my mom got the whole ass Skin better routine, and her skin is going to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. We love it. I went to a DMK class last year at the convention. That was, I wanted to do that, but, like, our convention, we got fucked. Yeah. We literally attended one class this past year. I know. Well, we just got, like, fucked over because there was a third-party website that was releasing classes. So, like, Savannah's class, I thought I was signed up for, but I actually wasn't because the third-party website, like, yeah. Because there's, like, paid and, like, free classes, and we thought all of them were free, and this was my first time attending, so I was like, fuck, all these are free. Like, we signed up for, like, probably almost 10. Yeah. We got to go to one, and it was the Acme 102. 102. And Savannah taught it. It was amazing, but I was like, we only got one fucking yeah. But we after parties. So yeah. that made up for it. We got to go to the hydrinity and the face reality mm-hmm. after parties, which was fun. Christy got to take home some infused vodka gummy bears from, from the hydrinity party. Angel. Yeah. Love that girl. Yeah. They were fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love them. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything like to add or? 
Yes, you. well, we loved having you. You were our first guest. So this was like, we were yes. Like, I was like her, like, kind of like, <laughs> well, okay, I was a major guest. Like, I was a guest. We have a couple other estheticians that were guests, but like, you were our first. So she wasn't like officially my co-host until the last season, but before that I brought on two people on two that were like local. So the Exceed Microneedling rep in our area, she came really close with her and then our esthetician bestie came on too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're like the first person we've reached out to like virtually on Instagram and done all of this. So thank you so much. It's so fun. Yes. Such we definitely want to have you on again. Um, play it more unhinged. We'll send you a yeah. bottle of tequila and we'll do some shots or something. Not unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for making it so easy to like talk with you. I didn't feel like any like I was so afraid it was gonna be like awkward or like uncomfortable, but it was amazing. No, it was and none of that. It. Yeah, you're awesome. Yes. Good. Okay. Okay. Even though everybody knows you, do you want to shout out your socials? And the mini mic drops. Yes. Do you like have an Amazon storefront with like a mini mic in it? You no should. You get commission. You're getting hella commission. Okay, so I'm gonna pull out my bedazzled pink mini. You mic. have one. I have one. It's at my studio. No, I can't use both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you like cutting this not in podcast? Do you want to like close out the podcast like together once he's off? No. Like wrapping it? Just close wrapping them together? Okay. And then we'll, we want to talk with you after, after like wrapped it up. Okay. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Michael. That includes today's episode. And okay. What's your at? We have to give you a shout out also. My at? Yeah. My at is at bluesbeautybar.co. And mine is Corrective Skin Christy. And then our podcast is at estheticians.unhinged. Yay. Yay. Thanks okay. for listening. This was a long last episode, but it was juicy and I loved it. Thank you, Michael. We love you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. I will call you on FaceTime. Okay. Okay. See you in a second. Bye.